0: Hello, everybody. Mitch DeWitt here, and we are back in the booth. Yes, in the booth. I've been used to the whole remote podcast thing lately and using the technology that we have available to us. However, it's also good to get back in the booth. So here we are, and I've got a a guest here, Eric Sharp with Automation Arts and we're gonna we're socially distance we got at least six feet i'd like to say we're kind of sitting a long way across the table here. But we wanted to get him involved here on the podcast because in this kind of new world from a technology perspective, we're using our home offices differently we're using the web differently. We're using Zoom meetings a lot more, right? So we just kind of wanted to talk, hey, let's talk what's going on in the technology world, not only at home, but also commercially and, and get Eric on as a guest here. So Eric, welcome.
1: Thank you very much, Mitt. No, it's great to be here. So yeah, no, these are different times. If you weren't uh, relying on video conferencing before March, my, my guess is you're getting pretty comfortable now. Everybody's been thrown in the deep end and trying to figure out how to use all of the different uh, platforms that are out there between Zoom and Teams and you name it. Uh, so no, it's great to uh, be here. I think at this point in time, technology is extremely extremely relevant between both commercial and residential uh, technology, especially when it comes to networks. So
0: Oh, it's huge. It's huge. And a little background, Eric and I have known each other for, we'll call it a year, and it's through a, a common networking group that we're in through, through BNI. And uh, we do weekly Zoom meetings now with our BNI group. And there's probably, what, fifteen twenty is a pretty regular group, I'd say. Is that about right?
1: Yeah, it sounds about right.
0: And it's hilarious. We've been doing this for almost half a year now. And still, with the weekly canes like that, there's times where presentations are off, people get the screen shares messed up. And of course, we've all seen, oh crap, I'm on mute, right? We see that yeah. all the time. So it's really interesting. But anyways, that's a little bit about how how we know each other. But could you give us a little background as far as who you are, what you do, a little on Automation Arts?
1: Sure, yeah. So um, my name is Eric Scharf. I'm with a company called Automation Arts. We specialize in uh, commercial and residential audio-visual integration. Uh, my background, I've been doing business development for my company for the last uh, three or four years. I really like it. My job is to kind of get the word out there with regards to Automation Arts. So here I am today. Uh, this is one of my many... Uh, different aspects of the role, but I do anything from, you know, podcasts to uh, television sometimes to uh, cold calling to, you know, cold. I used to just walk into businesses uh, back when that was allowed. So that's probably frowned upon nowadays, I would imagine, right? Especially if
0: you, yeah, with all the the mask requirements and just...
1: That portion of my business has, uh, has kind of gone away, but, uh, my approach to business development is getting the word out there, uh, creating relationships, growing relationships, uh, like we've done, uh, in the past. And, um, you know, a lot more golf this year than, than most of the time, but it's really the only way to get people out, um. And it's good to just get out and grow relationships and get the word out with regards to automation arts. So,
0: and since you mentioned golf, I'm just going to go right into it right now. And I was I was saving this in the back pocket to to ask you at some point, but golf simulators. I'm pretty sure I saw a golf simulator on the automation arts website. So, if we back up, they do they do commercial. They do home, right? But let's just dive into home. Let's dive into golf simulator because that's a topic of interest. Let's do it. Is that something that people are requesting more of, or is it right now in the nice months? People just want to get outside. They want to golf, right? They're doing that, but. Tell me about the golf oh, simulator. Oh,
1: yeah. So, no, they're they're extremely popular these days. They've kind of taken over from, you know, it used to be a lot of dedicated home theaters where you had a, a space in your house where you'd be able to uh, watch movies with your family. Those are still relatively uh, relatively popular, but you see those more in, like, media rooms, open spaces with bars and stuff like that. The nice home theaters um, aren't just, like, a dedicated room, but a lot of people are dedicating a full-on room to golf simulators especially now with, you know, the winter being what the winter is going to kind of look like here. A lot of people want to get in front of, okay, what am I going to be doing in January? Like, that's going to be really tough if I can't travel to Arizona to play golf. If I can't go on, you know, that golf trip or that ski trip with my friends, what are we going to do to occupy our time uh, this winter? So yeah, we're definitely seeing an uptick with regards to golf simulators. And there's a few different brands out there. The ones that we sell are a little bit more high end. They don't feel as cartoony as video gamey. Um, they so this is a,
0: more than the uh, Nintendo Wii. <laughs> yeah, no,
1: they're they're extremely realistic. I mean, you got to pay a premium, obviously, to pe- play Pebble Beach in your basement uh, in January. So uh, it's it gives you the full on experience. Um, it's really really nice, and it you know you can dial in your swing. You can check results kind of from a swing analytics standpoint. You know, was my toe closed down? Was my toe open? Is that why I blocked it? Is that why I pulled it? Uh, you can get all of that feedback right from the simulators that we uh, we sell. So they're pretty, they're pretty amazing units. Um, but you do have to have a blocked off space. You've got to have, you know, at least eight and a half foot high ceilings. I want to say at least seventeen feet deep uh, room. That's got to be fourteen feet wide. So it's a big footprint uh, that you've got to kind of block out. But you know, they're sweet. They're they're a lot of fun.
0: Maybe after this, we'll have to go check out one of our conference rooms because right now, as it currently sits, Wagner Condon is planning on doing remote video meetings with their clients. I'll say probably through the end of the year, at least. I mean, we'll see, right? We always continue to monitor and and make changes and decisions as we go. But I don't know. There's a conference room that's right next door (laughs) that's looking pretty favorable. So, Nate, if you are tuning into this podcast, I might have to have a... A conversation on how we could repurpose some of the Walkner Condon space to, to maybe entertain a simulator like this. So.
1: Yeah, no, that'd be fun. And you know the the other thing that's extremely popular in residences right now is their home network. Just the importance of being able to have multiple people doing video conferences at the same time on you know your home network that you used to rely on for you know your 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 iPad or your your phone. Now you've got to rely on it with your laptop that. You want to have flexibility with throughout your house. And the first tip that I would give anybody that's struggling with their home network or home connectivity is the first thing that I would ask you to do is call you, whoever your internet service provider is. So um, I actually fell victim to this uh, back in middle of March when everybody kind of was relegated to their houses. Um, I called TDS and I was like, you know, I'm, I'm having a hard time getting over 40 megabits download speed in fact, that's where I'm topping off. And they're like, sir, you haven't called in the last five years. So um, that's the speed that you've had for the last five years. And I was like, so what would it take for me to get upgraded to, you know, your kind of new base level? And they're like, well, the new one is 200 megabits download speed. You'd actually save uh, $4 a month by going to that solution. So they didn't need to come swap out any hardware. And I went from 40 megabits down to 200 megabits down. So that's the first call that I would have uh, anybody that's out there listening to this.
0: And this requires right? a proactive phone call. Sounds like it their, TDS yep. is not going to just flip the switch for you.
1: Yeah, for whatever reason, TDS isn't going out of their way to let you know that your, uh, your download speeds are behind, uh, behind times. But that is a great first step. The second step uh, would have to do with us coming out and doing some sort of a network analyzation of where, where are you trying to use your laptop and where is your wireless router located and we can extend that router throughout the house uh, pretty easily in even you know kind of older houses so that's just using like a plug-in switch um, we can put in a wireless access point they're called a wireless extender so we can make sure that if you were using your home office which was up on your second level which was below you know your stone fireplace which was where your router was located down in the basement um if you're trying to use your wire your home office in that environment we can come extend the wireless up to your home office
0: so it's one of the dead giveaways there if you're up in the home office a couple floors up from the router you see it kind of bouncing between one and two bars and like okay why is this thing not at the full three bars you know when you're looking at that Wi-Fi yep. thing in the corner is that kind of the dead giveaway for something yeah, like that yeah there's
1: uh, there's good download speed um apps that are out there um uh, that you could uh just kind of test as well. So if you just go to like my speed test, I think it's myspeedtest.com or something like that. You can just run a, a speed test to see kind of where your download speed is at. And generally speaking, you want to have about 10 megabits download speed per device, uh, that would be streaming. That being said, there's a lot of, um, different features like video conferencing, uh, streaming gaming solutions. So if you've got a kid that's like streaming Fortnite on an Xbox, that's going to gobble up a lot of bandwidth too. So um, the kind of the general rule of thumb that I would give you is they say 10, I would go to 20 megabits download speed per device that you're relying on for Wi-Fi. So uh, that kind of gives you a general gauge of where you're at. So if you're up in your home office and you're getting 15 megabits download speed and your wife is using her laptop and you're using your laptop and the kids are on their iPads, you're probably in need of uh, some help.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Now in 2020, how has your business shifted if at all from commercial to home or home to commercial, vice versa? Just what does that look like? Cause I, I think maybe in 2019 and correct me if I'm wrong, but let's say we're in 2019 and a lot of what you're looking for is maybe large businesses on the commercial side that are, building new facilities, right? They're, they're moving headquarters, let's say, and they're installing conference rooms and all the tech behind that, right? They want it fully integrated with all their systems and their network and technology, right? How has that changed now from, let's say, just 19, 2019, excuse me, to 2020?
1: Yeah, the biggest uh, shift has been, obviously, people aren't spending money on updating their uh, their existing office space when nobody's in the office. So we've, we really... Uh, we've got some great clients that are constantly updating technology. Like, hey, we just got done with these 10 conference rooms. You guys put in video conferencing, audio conferencing. It's just plug and play where I walk into the the conference room, I plug my laptop in, the TV turns on, it goes to the right input. Everything's ready to go. Um, People aren't investing in those spaces right now because nobody's, uh, for the most part, the larger corporations aren't there right now. So we've really shifted our focus to how do we make sure uh, the clients that have executives have great home offices with a good, um, good camera, good microphone solution, a good network. So, so you're kind still of selling
0: through the business in that case, Correct. right? But yep. then the market kind of is okay. Yeah, executive, you know, insert here, they're working at home. Mm-hmm. How do we still make them look awesome and presentable and professional and sounds great and all those things, right?
1: Yeah, th- I mean, these executives are ho- holding high level meetings, and if they've got a you know a, a drudgy uh, Camera and a bad microphone solution and a bad network, they don't look like the executives that these companies want. You know, these larger corporations rely on the executives to be kind of the competent face of their corporation. So we do our best to get into those uh, situations and make them look as kind of competent and like they should, uh, in their home office. So
0: yeah, it's, it, you never want to see them running into the, they're doing an investor call with all the shareholders. Right. And you get that message on zoom, your connection is unstable. Right. And right. the sounds are not like, I just don't think that would instill a whole lot of confidence. Correct.
1: Right? Yep. And so it's, we get, uh, it managers for the corporations that we generally deal with their facilities, reach out and say, how do we deal with you know, we've got 400 employees at home that are all saying that our VPN isn't working, so they're having a hard time working from home. We know our VPN is stable. It's their home networks that are having you know, the latency issues that they're dealing with. How can we go in and make sure these 400 employees have the best home network possible so we're not losing the production that we're used to when they're on site and not having to VPN into servers to do work. So um, those are the calls that we're getting now. Uh, We obviously weren't getting those in the past. So uh, that's kind of the way we've transitioned. It's nice to see some corporations are starting to move back into facilities, uh, and corporations are still investing in new facilities. I think uh, new facilities will look a lot different. I think in some instances, corporations will move into a smaller footprint um, because they're comfortable with people working remotely. I think there are going to be some corporations that are going to invest in a much larger footprint so they can create the social or physical distancing, but they still want everybody on site because from a culture standpoint, from a communication standpoint, um, it's really important to their business to have their team all there. You know, Epic's a great example of of that where, you know, she said, hey, listen guys, September 21st, please come back into the office. We missed the you know, the casual bump ins that lead to great ideas that lead to great communication. And, you know, that's that's what we invested in these spaces for. And I think she's getting a little bit of kickback um, just because of people's hesitance to go back to the office, which makes a lot of sense. But I think in a year, Epic's not going to stop building, you know, large spaces because at the end of the day, their culture is built around people being at the office. So I think you'll see some companies move into a smaller footprint. Like I talked to one business owner who's like, I'm so comfortable having my guys work and my guys and gals work remotely. I don't need a massive, you know, 400 person office space. I need 200 person office space because the other 200 people can work from home. Right. You know, so I think, I think it'll, My guess is it'll just meet somewhere in the middle. I think a lot of commercial real estate people are anxious about it. But from what I've seen and what I've heard, because I do have my ear to kind of the commercial real estate street, um, I think at the end of the day, it will just kind of split the difference. And some companies will go to a larger footprint. Some companies will go to a smaller footprint.
0: Right. I just think we'll we'll all adapt. And we've already, in a lot of cases, figured out what's necessary in person, what's not, when can we be more flexible in in a remote environment, right? And and whether it's that executive that you're talking about with getting them with a with a sweet home office set up. But even I'd imagine too that these companies will realize some of the the rank and file, so to speak, right? Just kind of the the normal everyday employee, if they've got options to work from home a few times, probably want their setup to be decent too, especially if they're on the phone with clients or, you know any of those types of things, if they're doing some sort of video or audio communication, mm-hmm. even it's just not like, just executives, right? Yeah,
1: exactly. Just even like I said, just getting into the server and being able to work on files remotely takes a lot of bandwidth from you know from a remote location. So setting those people up so their VPNs uh, are fast enough is really. Um, something that we're seeing a lot of right now as well so oh for sure it's it's different times and like I said there are corporations that are expanding and building new offices which is awesome you love to see that that's kind of our our bread and butter for new clients is hey we're building this new facility can you guys bid on this project for us for the AV because we're going to need projectors we're going to need microphones we're going to need speakers um, so we are getting those opportunities, which is awesome. They seem to have slowed down a little bit, but I think that's just hesitance from a business standpoint of, hey, do we really need to invest capital right now? It's a little bit of a, a questionable time to be investing in anything. It's a little bit scary, right? Everybody's just a little bit worried about where their cash goes. I'm sure you've seen yeah several instances of that right now as well but oh yeah a lot of people that do have the cash available are like hey we might be able to get in and get this land for a little bit cheaper because they're we're in a better bargaining position exactly you know so it's it's really how people view this is is it an opportunity or is this a time to be on the sidelines and that's just you know i'm sure you see that every day
0: yep oh yeah <laughs> so how's our setup because we, we, we like to think, we always talk about this on our podcast, right?
1: We, we like to
0: think that we're doing a decent job, if not a pretty good job. Not to Pat Walkner kind of on the back too much, but
1: <laughs> what do you think of our setup here? No, I think it's great. I mean, this production booth is awesome. This is uh, this is really nice. We're able to keep uh, distance. It's nice to have a view of Monroe Street from here as well. Yep. I mean, from a tech standpoint, you guys are perfect for size of company you are you've got the kind of the same end users that are in here all the time using guest technology so it really doesn't take a lot of explanation on how to use the technology uh, from a presentation standpoint right but like the exact sciences have you know over a thousand employees or however many team members they have you can't sit down with each one of them and say this is how you need to use this conference room right you just need to be this needs to be as plug and play as possible so I like you guys have displays everywhere. You guys, you've done a presentation for me in here. It's a super comfortable, nice little fun spot to get a presentation and kind of discuss financial uh, situations and strategies and whatnot. So I really like this office. It's great. I
0: appreciate that. I appreciate that. And this is a podcast, obviously, so we realize you can't see this for, for those listeners out there, but we have a brand new mixer is that even the right word yeah i think this is a mixer so we have these mics set up right we got one on one end of the table where i'm talking one where eric is then i've got this little mixing board in the middle here which to me looks pretty technologically advanced and there's all these green and red and yellow buttons that i have been anxiously waiting to push because this is brand new this is the first podcast with this mixer and uh I don't know if either of us has said anything funny enough to use the know, the like sitcom the sitcom type laughter. So I think it's this one. Let's go let's see. Yeah. Oh,
1: there we go. What a great podcast! <laughs> great podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that, just uh, for those listeners, we will have more of those fun little tidbits, sound bites. We'll call them sound bites in in future podcasts here. But in all seriousness, is there anything else, Eric? That is worth mentioning. We're, we're getting kind of towards the end of our podcast and time together here, but anything else that's on your mind from a tech perspective, from a what's going on in Madison perspective, from a golf perspective?
1: No, I mean, I think, I think we covered it all. The, the thing that I think uh, a lot of people are anxious about is uh, children in the virtual learning world. I think that's the only thing that I really haven't touched on yet um, we are working a lot with families to set up kind of a virtual classroom where you've got a TV, you've got a nice HD camera, you've got a microphone, you've got a wireless keyboard and mouse instead of a laptop. So your your child, while learning virtually, can actually be looking up at the TV versus sitting in looking down at the laptop all day. Uh, So it kind of gives you a little bit more, you know, a much bigger image. Obviously, most uh, laptop monitors are, you know, 17 inches. If you've got a big one, you can throw up a 55-inch display, uh, and those are a lot more cost-effective than they used to be a nice HD camera, a nice microphone. And now when your students or your child is sitting there in kind of that virtual learning environment, it doesn't feel as like dreary as being over the top of one of the Chromebooks.
0: Well, and there's, I didn't even think about this, but since you mentioned it, there's there's probably an ergonomic play into what you guys do too. Because if you're, there's, there's probably strain on their eyes if they're just looking at the little iPad or the laptop and posture. Like there's probably totally. an er, a completely different side of people are thinking, technology and AV and HD and awesome sound and all this stuff. But if you get the right setup ergonomically, if they're going to be spending a lot of their day doing this virtual learning stuff, I mean, that's pretty important consideration.
1: Yeah, I would think between the ergonomics and the kind of the mental well-being that goes along with, you know, feeling like you're at school, right? You've got a desk where you've got a pencil and you've got the piece of paper or whatever your homework is, you know, to have kind of more of normalcy versus working on everything virtually, uh, to have some of those hard objects, the markers for my kindergartner, you know, the pencils and, you know, larger pencils for my second grader, you know, the kind of the mental well being that goes along with it, I think is, uh, is something that we've, we've found a lot of folks are interested in as well.
0: Oh yeah. And, for the foreseeable future, at least for the first semester, it sounds like pretty much all school districts in Dane County, I think at this point, are are going to be in some sort of environment like that. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens in 2021, of course, but yeah, everything's changing.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. No, hopefully, uh, I love talking about this stuff, but I, I would like to get back to kind of the bread and butter, the conference rooms. And I know uh, if there's anything that I can take away from 2020, it's that folks will understand the importance of Having a good video conferencing infrastructure in both their house and uh, at the office, and um, I think people will be more willing to invest and see kind of the kind of the long term um, applications for video conferencing. And I think as a lot more presentations from a sales standpoint for corporations go virtual, uh, they'll they'll see that investment as something that's worthwhile for them. So it always used to be you know, should we put video conferencing in this conference room? And folks would be like, I don't think my team will know how to use video conferencing. You know, I don't, I don't trust my end users to go in and log on to a Zoom call or, you know, create a Teams meeting. And now everybody's just kind of been tossed into it. And I think That'll be one barrier that uh, in 2021, hopefully, we'll be able to get past. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Well, Eric, thanks for coming in. Appreciate you, you coming in, actually physically. This yeah, is no, this has been fine. awesome. It's been a lot of fun. Like I said, we are distanced. We're doing it safe. Thanks again for coming in. My and pleasure. Thanks for having me. We will me. see you next week, Wednesday, on yeah, our call. Perfect.
1: Sounds good. Thanks, Mitch.
2: This is our attempt at a short, plain English disclosure. Advisory services are offered through Walker Conda Financial Advisors, a registered investment advisor regulated by the Securities and Exchange Commission. All matters that we discuss during the show are for informational purposes only. Look, we were not attorneys, we aren't tax accountants. Um, if you want to rely on that sort of advice, go to your CPA, go to your estate planning attorney, uh, go to that trusted investment professional. If you're looking at global financial advice, sit down, meet with an advisor. Consider your whole financial situation and then decide whether or not that fits your own situation. We all know that past performance is not indicative of future results. We know that any sort of performance that we talk about, any sort of charts, graphs, anything else that we bring up should not be relied on to be, first of all, uh, reliable because there could be some error in it, and then also applicable to your own personal situation. So please take a step back before you listen to something and act on it and consider your own personal situation and meet with a professional where applicable. Uh, Review your own investor objectives, risk tolerance, your time horizon, and we all know that all investing involves risk and possible loss of capital. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Give Me Some Truth, and we hope that you can join us on a future episode.